This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. All right, Nick, good show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg's leaving to go take advantage of our brand new coupon code. Type in Long Ash all day Friday and Saturday, and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. Some exclusions apply, but other than that, 20% off your entire purchase all day Friday and Saturday when you use the coupon code Long Ash. Nick, did you know I just got 20% off? Yes. Uh, where are we? Someplace new. Are we even in New Jersey anymore? I don't I think we ever were. <laughs> Legally. Uh, this is nice. This is nice. This is nice. For those of you who are just listening, all five of you, um, got a renovated studio. Phase one. So we got some nice new paint on the walls. We got a brand new table. It's a Mjorgenborgen from Ikea. It's right. very dusty still from all our work. I think that's from the teleprompter. I was like, what were we doing that involved like dust? Teleprompter, the, uh, the little fuzzies that came oh, off yeah. the styrofoam. We weren't, we weren't doing, we weren't sanding. No, no, not this. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be adding more stuff, some, you know, some stuff on the wall. You know, we'll see. This is phase one. We got a few more phases to go. It's growing we, pains. We, we complete our vision, I guess. Um, it is Friday. It is Friday. Are you excited? It is a Fuente. I'm excited for it to be Fuente Friday. I have a very long weekend again because I just can't catch a goddamn break. Um, but it's Fuente Friday, which I'm excited about. So, uh, Greg, you go first. What are you going to light up? I'm going to light up the Ashton ESG, which is estate sun grown for all the, the newbies out there, which I didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> so you're the newbie? Well, I was. What is this all Domin- uh, Dominican? Uh, Ecuadorian wrapper. Ecuadorian wrapper. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to... The makeup of the VSG just a little more refined. Hence, instead of the virgin sun grown, like dark and blah, right. it's going to get a lot of power. Estate sun grown. Very, gotcha. very smooth, very elegant. What's the strength yeah. on this guy? That's going to be a medium full, not too crazy, more full body than full strength. Okay. Not, not, it's going to have a lot of flavor to it, but very smooth. Think of it, it's in that higher end Davidoff kind of level of like, gotcha. like a lot of flavor, but very smooth and refined. It's an interesting size too, because it's not totally rounded. What it, what it, it's like. So a it went. It, they they did a each size is named like they did a they would release one new size a year for like their twentieth anniversary of Ashton. So they had like the twenty, the twenty one, the twenty two, the twenty three, and I think the twenty four. And each of them was like a different size. And they're all you know, they had like a very nice looking torpedo. They're all, they're all made by Fuente. Okay. So, hence the uh, the Fuente Friday. You got a you got a nice one over there. I do. I have. Uh, an Opus X Lost City, which is one of my favorites. This this causes a lot of hubbub among Fuente Hub, fans. Oh, hubbub, 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 hubbub. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love the Lost City. I think it's very underrated. I think people think that oh, it's just some limited thing and it's not as good. I think it's a little more refined, a little smoother, a little sweeter than the original. I mean, the original Opus out the box is just so strong. That's how they make it. They make it like that. That's the purpose of it, which I get. This is just more, this is what I want. I want a little smoother, more refined, more luxurious flavor. This is what you get basically with like an aged Opus X. Right. In my mind. Um, but without having to take the time. <laughs> without having to take a year to, to age it. Uh, let's light these up and I'll give a cool backstory on the cigar. And they come in that one size as well, right? No, they come in a few different sizes. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think we only have one size left on the website because... Fuente is no longer going to be selling Opus online, so whatever we have left is what we got left. What we got left. 
and I got this beautiful. Oh, look, it's Calibri, Chris. My favorite. I got to just put stock into that. <laughs> Should. I'm going to talk to Calibri and get you a job over there. This is a ridiculous. I mean, a, a, that's the thing is once you throw, like this lighter on its own is probably like 80 bucks. Once you throw an Opus X label on there, it's probably it's like over. $300. So what you got going on this weekend? Uh, I'm going, I go, I go to the gym in the morning with my buddy and then maybe grab breakfast. Then I'm going to a beer hall for a couple of hours and I'm having people over to watch the UFC fight. Nice. Who's yeah. fighting? Uh, John Jones and Dominic Reyes. Sure we a good one. Nice. How about you? What? Um, just 2v2. You gotta be kidding me. 2v2. You know, Call of Duty. The dude of, of Call. All weekend? Duty Call. No. There uh, should be enough in there to light that because of the. Uh, it's my wife's last, um, oh, last, last Saturday to work. Okay. So I'll have a life possibly once again after two and a half, three years. Again? We could. Like we never did. Yes, like exactly. Did yeah, a little Call of Duty with Anthony. 2v2. Show our strengths. Got this whole freaking setup so I can play with Anthony online, and now all he's doing is playing with you. <laughs> yeah, well, only on only um Friday nights and Saturday nights. Yeah, the only time I can play. Oh, well. Because I'm not going. I'm not playing at, at midnight on a Tuesday. Anthony only needs an hour of sleep because he's a gremlin. Yeah, he's a strange bird. So the Lost City is named after a movie starring and directed by Andy Garcia in the. I don't know, mid-90s, early mid-90s, sometime around there. It's not like a Cuban guy. Like in Cuba, he owns like a kind of like a music venue, like cafe bar with like live music, and he's like a singer. I don't know what the whole thing gotcha. is. I never saw the movie. But like I'm shocked you the, haven't seen the movie. No, it's, not, it's not in my No, not in your wheelhouse? I'm kind of, I'm kind of film. I don't, oh. I'm, not, I'm not big on like period dramas. <laughs> okay. I like period war movies. Yeah. Dramas. Except the King's Speech. That was good. But it's also kind of like a war movie. What about Churchill. Also kind of like a war movie. Uh, Lincoln? Also kind of like a war movie. Uh, what else is out there? Chris? <laughs> I don't know. All period pieces to me always lean more towards war movies, like you said. So it's not... I've never I mean, really seen a period piece that was just like you said, like the King's Speech, just... This is kind of like, well, what about that Roma? Wasn't that Roma? That was, I've never seen it, yeah. so I'm not sure. I guess this kind of was like a war movie because it, it took place right on the verge of the revolution. But I don't know. The, Oscar, anyway. the Oscars are this weekend. Or do you guys have any chance of, of watching it? No? All right. Yeah. I'll search my phone. I, I don't even care anymore to Google who won. I could care. It, it's become so meaningless to me. That year, remember we talked about the year with yep. uh, No Country for All Men. No Country there will for be All Men blood. and There Will Be Blood was like the last great year yeah. where like just be having a good movie counted and not all this political BS. But anyway, I don't have to get into that. Okay. So there's a movie, Lost City. Anyway, back to TPE. <laughs> uh, and they needed to film like in a tobacco fields, and so they went to Fuente. Uh, Andy Garcia is a big Fuente smoker. Right. But oh, we want to film this on your fields. Now the growing season is usually like. I think like late winter through the spring, they were filming this in like the midsummer, so they didn't have anything growing. So what they did is they took a little plot of land and they grew tobacco just in like that small acreage to use for filming these scenes. And then that particular acreage now only grows in the off season. Where everything else is growing, that's the off season for that acreage. And then whenever when that's growing, everything else is the off season. And then he created a special blend, the Opus X Lost City. Um, and all these like like the you know the the tobaccos come from that little 
area, and it gives you a kind of different flavor, even though it's a similar seed, similar area, because it's grown in different climates than the rest, like different temperatures and different times of year, gives you a little bit of different experience. That's why you get that little bit of a darker wrapper than you see on the initial uh, Opus X Rosado. Right. It's got a little bit of a, of a darker hue to it. Um, I just find it to be a little richer, a little, a little more robust in that sense. Not like super spicy like the Opus is, but more robust, more smoke, uh, more of those darker flavor notes, which I prefer. God, it is beautiful. It's like it's like chalk. It's like me talking about my kids right there. Yeah, I don't have any of them. You know, that's the passion. <laughs> These are my I children. Hear the, I can I can hear the passion. These in your are voice. my children. How are you liking that? I know you and Dominicans are. It's good. The uh, cigars, not the people. Right. Uh, it's it's toast. It's like a toasty taste. Mm. Um, leather. Little dash of spice. Nothing too crazy on that end. It's a smooth cigar. I, I, I can see where you're coming from on the Davidoff end yeah. of this. And, also and that's what I'm getting that with. Is, that luxurious Dominican, too. Right. Right? I mean, you have your like a luxurious Nicaraguan, like a Sin Compromiso or a Padron or like a, you know, one of the higher end, like a Hoya. They, they just, they're, there's the differentness about them. Right. You know what I mean? There's nothing like a, a strong but smooth and refined Dominican cigar. You know? Like I said, Davidoff, Ashton, Fuente, these are the Titans, you know, a Monte Cristo. Uh, but, yeah, man. And, and Fuente is, in terms of refined Dominican smokes, they're, they're it. I mean, you know, obviously there's also Davidoff and others, but in terms of just that pinnacle, that right. Tech Philippe, that Bentley, uh, a well-rounded, high-end Fuente. I mean, there's a whole day named after it, Fuente Friday. Right. You know? Do they patent that? Uh, no, but it's a good hashtag. Look, you look at the nice, nice ashtray. It was a great ashtray. They had like three hundred hour cufflinks. Like they, they, uh, they even had a deal with uh, Hublot, the Who's watch that? company. Okay. They're like a AP or a what's another one you might know? They higher than Rolex. Like okay. Once you say higher than Rolex, I got it. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't I know. I mean, maybe there's. Some, I don't have that personal. Yeah, maybe there's some Hublots that are like in that four or five thousand dollar range, but most of them are, are much much higher. But they did a, a like a, a set with like one of their watches with the Opus X logo. They like called the Grand, the, the King Power, and then it came in like a humidor box with like thirty special sizes of the Opus. I want to say it was like fifteen or twenty grand. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, and they they they, they uh, did you you saw it at the trade show, didn't you? Did you film it all in the Fuente? Was I did. It? Yeah, they had the watches. Uh, did they? they, had, they I didn't me, see they the watches. Oh, uh, did you? I almost just ran. <laughs> Imagine. We're going, Greg. <laughs> huh? <laughs> He's got his what you call it? What was that thing you have? The, gimbal. The gimbal. Proctor and gimbal. I could see this being like a cool way of like putting the gears behind the X and having the X and the watch and the, the hands. That would be pretty sweet. It's one of the. I mean, I would never, but it's one of the only few cigar logos that I would consider getting a tattoo of because it's it's also just like really really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Where, where would you get it tattooed? That. I don't know. Chest, maybe? Right by, right next to your heart. Uh, chest? No, this is not the heart. <laughs> I was saying to do it. No, I would get, probably get it over here. This is something like, this is something special. That's going this is something special. No, this is like a personal. We got to get Chris's face here. Well, okay. Yeah. Secret face. Or, or Sasquatch. I would, and I would shave here, and then I would use my chest here as like part of his beard. That would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be 
That'd remember be those something. guys, like the the toy, like the guy's face, and he had like the like the little and the little like lead shavings, and he had the yeah, it was, and he had um, to, like, make a beard. Um, it's kind of like an etch a sketch, but like for a guy's face. Oh. Oh, I got. I'm talking about the the plants that you can get the face, and then it grows. That's the chia pet. Yeah. Chia. 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 Yeah, this was like a little. Do you remember this toy? It was like a plastic thing like this, and you had like just a blank guy's face, you know, like in plastic, and then there was all these like lead. It looked like. Like, like, yeah, like lead shaving. Right. You take a magnet and you would put it all around so you could make a yeah. hair. I know what you're talking about. He had a, like a really big red yeah, nose. Yeah, a big red nose. Yeah, it was like the uh, the operation guy almost. Right. That's how I got my look, actually. When I was younger, I was like, I want to look like that guy. Wow. Well, that guy can look a bunch of different ways, Chris. So. But that specific guy. Oh, so when you, you, like you, you made with... a guy and then you're like, that's him. That's Chris 2020. So yep. you're not the man with no face. No, no. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk as well, uh, going back to TP or I mean P- PCA, so, AJ is going. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, man. I mean, the Cigar Authority first announced it. Um, I don't know if they read it wrong or they were, you know, maybe the guys were indecisive. I don't, I don't know, but it's becoming even more of a mess because now you have people saying we're not going and then we're going to go and then reporting on both sides. It's becoming just a, like, a, like a big mess. <laughs> And the problem in all this is similar to like what's going on with like Trump and all that is in the course of all this political BS, people going back and forth, who gets forgotten about the customers? The people that this is all for, like this is going to be, uh, it's, it's a total mess and everyone's forgetting about the purpose of why we're doing all this. You got to think, it's kind of crazy right now. You got the whole political thing. Then you got the whole cigar thing. Then you got the whole baseball thing. That's a mess with the Mets and the... Cheating scandal and all other jazz. What else is next? Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's not it's good because it's not enjoyable people anymore. Thrive now off of they gotta find your thing and they gotta get you. Everyone has to get some, but I'm gonna say this thing and this is gonna get them. No one keeps their opinions to them. No one even has a. They don't, people don't even have valid opinions anymore. But they they can't just like evaluate a thing like no they got to be on their side or whatever their side does like that's their side you got to pick a side gotta, yeah you got to pick a side there's do you no think that more hap- do you think that happened as a political thing when trump got elected no, or has that always been a thing Nah, it's just gotten worse i mean all these people that are like you know super you know everyone thinks they're crazy liberals now you're nancy pelosi's you're right you're burning like you know they're they were always liberal but like they were also in office 20 years ago and you didn't hear a peep out of them they weren't right. these crazy radical well they were saying exactly what trump's saying now yeah, now they're, they're going back they're doing it now because it's the game that's the game right and they're, and they're, and that's the problem is politics shouldn't be a game people, it's, i know it's, it's not a game because it's people's lives people who who's governing no one has been governing nope. and the same thing going on with the cigar industry to bring it back to you know yeah let's we're here. Rear, rear back yeah is all this is going on and infighting and then, oh, retailers are out to get this guy and then online and then PCA and TPE. It's like, at the core of this guy's like, we're fighting amongst ourselves. You know, we just got yeah. really good news from the FDA and like, we can't even enjoy it. This was a, that was a, that was a big deal. It was a very big deal. Right. And we don't even take the time to say like, oh, that's, that's good for all of us. It's like, no, well, that's because PCA did it. No, this guy over here did it yep. and then you stink. Like, come on, guys. This is supposed to be the community. This is supposed to be like where we all come together and hang out and learn different things. And, and there's no color barrier or race, religion. Everyone smokes cigars. But now there's, people have to be. This is, this is my. It's I'm an internet side. thing now. I feel it's like internet. it's a social media thing. I think the to be internet has you. done almost as much harm as it's done good. Right. I, I 100% think that. I think it's brought because out a darker side of people. People want to look, have this look, and it's a fake look. 
like be who you are if you just be who you are and it's funny because we were in that stage of everybody was fake and then as you can see everybody's trying now everybody's shifting and being like oh well that's fake and now everybody that the truth of things are coming out it's of like, who you are and how companies act and do yeah, things now but it's sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's even they're more fake now it's because I might not believe this, but I'm going to say this, or I'm going to go after this person online because this is what everyone else is doing, and I get to, I want to look and be this part. I want to be this social warrior. I want to be this right. uh, this guardian of of mom and pop retailers. And it's not even, you. You're just tr- changing into who you think Facebook wants you to be. Or like, I'll get a lot of likes. I'll cause a lot of controversy by saying right. this. And it's like the same thing with cigars. Like yeah. everybody, if you don't have like a a cool band or a cool box, you know, then it's not worth trying. Like. You know, how many unbanded cigars have we tried? And we're like, this is And how many beautiful banded cigars have stunk? Right. None, because they're all available. In <laughs> right Not all. Of them. But it also goes down to, like, with social media, cigars, all that. It's the look of something instead of the substance. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I may look cool or someone may look cool on social media, but you meet them and they're just a trash person. <laughs> like, that's what – it's all about how yep. you are perceived and – People care about looks more than like substance. That's what it comes exactly. down to. I also to. think it's kind of cha- it's starting to shift. I think. Where are you seeing it shift? Yeah. I just think more companies are. I mean, the look, maybe not so much, but I think the fact of understanding people's backstories is becoming important to people. So, like, you know, understanding how this business came to be or what this business, you know, mm-hmm. who they are. You know, I think people are actually. On the table? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry. That's all right. I mean, it's your table, too. Um, it's christened now. Uh, so I think I think people, like, everybody keeps saying, how cool would it be to live in, like, the 50s again? Or, like, you know, kind of, I would. I would love to go back back in time where you can go to someone's house and knock on their front door and say hello. But now when you hear a knock, you've, you're like, I'm hiding behind the right. couch. Or who is this person and trying to steal? Knock. They didn't even try to knock. Like, even the delivery guys ain't knocking. They're just going right. to take your stuff. Right. It's, it's, the problem is, is that everyone is like, because mistakes were made in the past, everything in the past is irrelevant and only now matters. It's like, why can't you take the best elements of the past and combine it with the best elements of today to create the best future? Just because there was, you know, there was discrimination in the 50s doesn't mean everyone well, in the 50s was a bad person. Right. Just because, you know, like, oh, we got it. Everything in the 50s was bad. I would never want to live there. Everyone was bad and evil. It's like, no, they weren't. Right. There was bad things occurring and we've gone a long way since then. But don't... Like, people who don't study history are failed to repeat it. And I think there was a kindness and there was a morality, like a general morality that people had back then. And not everyone, but a consensus of people around the world had that is just lost today. There was a respect factor that like Democrats and Republicans, they're both like, they're willing to like do illegal acts just to beat the other guy. Like, oh, I'm going to do this just for the for for the sake of the cause, and it's like right. that's not how you should be doing. Well, it. and it's just like, as you can tell with social media, uh, especially with Facebook, and now with YouTube, you can't do anything with nicotine or drinking or even even guns. You know, someone reviewing a gun or something like that, you can't make money off of it anymore. And that's, I mean, and here's the the part about that: YouTube is a private business, I guess. No, it's not. It is. Uh, Google's private. It's a, it's a privately owned company. 
I mean, like they. Well, it's it's not, owned by Google. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, it's not like it's a government entity where we all have a say. Even if you have if shareholders right, and everything, I got it's you. a I got it's, you, you guys make the decisions of what Understood. you want to do and what you want to sell. Understood. Um, but I just think you're supposed to be platforms for everyone to talk. Now, yeah, if there's some video of a guy saying racist things, like right, don't give him as much advertising. You know, he should be able to make money off of that. But well, don't don't push agendas. Right. Through through a company like this, that's supposed to be platforms for people to to speak, especially when something that's that's like a cigar review or a whiskey review. Like I'm not Alex Jones, you know, hooting and hollering about they're making lizards gay and Hillary Clinton is is a frog person, like saying like ridiculous crazy stuff. Right. Like we're reviewing a legal product that has been around for hundreds of years. Right. That by the way. How many people in, in, in you know, Republicans and Democrats and, and senators and right. presidents and yep. everyone smokes? So don't give me that crap. Oh, we're taking the moral high ground. You're not. Right. It's like controlling people exactly. what to do. And I think that's the reason why we're in this country is to do whatever we want to an extent, of course. Um, so that's where we it's just. Com- yeah, it's common sense. Like, it really is. Because then you have people like, we should be able to do whatever we want. It's like, no, I, I'm going to limit what you want. It's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Like, you know, obviously you can't kill somebody else. Okay, fair enough. And I can do whatever I want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody don't else. Don't break the law. Yeah, you can't break the law. Don't break the law, asshole. And the, and the laws are set because, like, laws are, the laws are basic. Right. You know, then you have your fine-tuned ones like, you know, with, with like business regulations, which I think a lot of them are very good and I think a lot of them are stupid. Well, and a huge win uh, is the fact that the, F, you know, the FDA, we don't have to put the huge warning signs right, now on the boxes. Said, like, this is not, like... How you handle this was, and they that that was this the. Why did it take so long? That's the court system. That's how it goes. <laughs> like when did those labels come in? They came in like eighteen. Fifteen. When the law was introduced. But when did it have uh, to start? It had to start eighteen or nineteen. But I they, think it was eighteen. The, they have but been I, fighting this for right. since fifteen when the regulations came down. Not um, real. Yeah, it's just the court system. That's how long right. it takes. I got you. Uh, but this was this was the main thing said from day one about these regulations. And listen, we realize regulations happen, and if you're going to do it for tobacco, you're doing it for other tobacco. We realize they might come down, but they came down with such a hard fist and no plan. They had no plan in place about how they were going to uphold these regulations, how they were going to investigate everything, what what, what teams were going to do what, um, how they're going to do the testing, how they were going to keep an eye on everything, what, what the fines would be. They just said. These are the regulations. Start doing them right away. And then finally, one judge was like, no, you had, you already, because of the time it took you to put these regulations into place, you already thought that cigars should be regulated differently than cigarettes. Otherwise, you would have right. said, you know, 20 years ago, you would have done it. And then by regulating them like this and, and, and giving them the same, you know, harsh treatment, like you're, it's not fair and you didn't do it right. And so they said, not not even like, oh, we're going to delay warning labels. They're just, they're gone for now until the FDA right. tries to pull some other stuff. They're just, they're gone. So it could be good news. It is, no, it's very good news. It is very could, good news. It could be going forward to maybe the blends won't be as harsh, you know, because I know it's a huge process to come out with a new blend, right? Yeah, but that, uh, a few months ago, they, uh, the FDA announced it just because like, with vape and everything, they literally said cigars at the bottom of, my, of our priority list right now. So. Yeah, but it's still a pain in the neck to, to come out with a new blend, though, right? Because they changed stuff like yeah, four like, or five like years ago as well. They're not really looking at that, that. That's what I'm saying. They're not really looking at it right now. Like it, it, it keeps getting that, that part, like the um, substantial equivalents, everything keeps getting pushed back. So you know, it might be a couple of years before they kind of like come back around to cigars and want to regulate us harsh gotcha. again or pay attention. 
So pump out what you can pump out now, and then when they come knocking, just end your. All you gotta do is end your blends. Gotcha. You're not gonna owe any like back tax, or at least I don't think so. Um, it's just when the when the day comes when these regulations go into place, whatever you want to keep selling has to go through this process. It's gonna cost this much money. Has to go through these this amount of these kind of testing. Um, but until then, like pump out what you can, right? Make your money and then just call it a day. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I'm with you. It's a very, just very weird times. Very weird times. But that's a big step because the next step after putting warning labels is what they just did in Turkey and what they did in Canada, which is plain packaging. So a box of Padrones in Canada comes in a plain box with a white paper around it that says Padrone on it. That's it. There's none, none of they can't have any of this in Canada. Anymore. No bans, nothing? No bans. Plain packaging. Because in their mind, this is a form of advertising. But couldn't you then unload the box and put whatever the hell you want in there? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could. Canadian, Canadian, Canadians. Dude, um, I, 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 there's so many other things in the world. You know, and this, this, is, this is why it's BS, is because the, one of the leading like drug killers of people in this country last year was uh, like morphine and like amphetamine use. Yeah, the opioid. And, and the opioid crisis. And that's legal, made by pharmacies. And like you're going after cigars? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, it's all about money. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all. It's all about everything's money. about. They're money. gonna come after uh, us, and with not even any like, because every test they've done says we're not a youth-based industry. Um, we and they changed our, we all the laws for tobacco yeah. purchasing, which we is crazy. We handle marketing differently, and like these are tests that the FDA conducted and said like, oh no, you're wrong. Like they're fine. They're not doing anything. You know. You know, any kind of, kind of shady marketing, like they're they're only going for like a certain kind of clientele, upper right. end, and then they were basically like, yeah, but we don't care. We're gonna go after them anyway. Like they, it was not it was not well put together. It's just another target. When people run out of serious targets, they got to go after unserious targets. You know. Going to the cigar before I forget it. Mm-hmm. This cigar smokes like the bite of drinking an espresso, but not tasting like an espresso, if you get what I'm sa- I'm going with. Kind of. Like, you know how, like, espresso has that, like, bite to it? Mm-hmm. This is what the cigar comes and I like that. Like, kind of not power, but, like, I'm here, and I'm here to stay. You right there, bud? <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> well, you like it? I do. Well, you couldn't and tell I, by his speech? <laughs> and, and I, I know. <laughs> And I, I'm not a huge fan of these smaller ring gauges, personally. Like, I'm not a huge length. This is this noise. Well, it's, like a, it's like a 48. Yeah, it's, 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 a got, it's, got the, it's got the dual taper. Maybe it's a 48. Nah, it's like a 48, man. It's not that. I don't think so. What's the uh, Paniola? 48? Paniola is uh, that might be a 46 or a 48. This is definitely smaller than that. Uh, By maybe a, maybe a size. Let's, we'll tell you right now. And talking about that cigar we, while we're on it, Chris and I had that yesterday. We had a uh, finally done with the video. Well, not really anymore. Um, cigar. Not really anymore. But um, <laughs> that was. Thought we were done with the video, but yeah, definitely that, not cigar. But that was that was nice. It was Connecticut Broadleaf, what, Brazilian Matafina binder and Nicaraguan fillers. I think it is. Uh, yeah, that one is made for them. Does Drew make that? Oh, I, don't I don't think Drew. My father. It is. It's one of the two. It's on that like Liga end. I felt. Yeah, 
and that that's the one we can get the least of. I know. You want to go to Hawaii? I mean, I'll just talk to John. I would not. I would go to. Uh, 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 it's the flight. It's the flight that kills me. Let's go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, Dude, did it just yeah. now. Um, I'm just trying to see what size that is. Yeah, the smallest ring gauge they have is a, that's a 48. It's the smallest ring. It's a 24, 24 year salute perfecto. It's a 6.6 by 48. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. Then I want to know what the other one was. Chris, what's your uh, predictions? Because I know you're big on the Oscars, so I'll, I'll give you while we're looking this up. Oh, for Oscars? Um, yeah. Well, I think every other award show that's been leading up to it is a good indication on who's going to win. So, so give me I think uh, like give me best picture. I think nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen, best yeah. actor. Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, going to win. Best actress. Um, Renee oh, wow. Renee, Renee Zellweger has been kind of sweeping it with um, her performance as Judy Garland. Okay. I didn't know that they came out with the Judy Garland movie. They did, and she transformed herself completely. Um, and I really hope Brad Pitt wins a. Um, best supporting actor, but the best supporting actor category has, like, it's Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, and Tom Hanks. Like that wow. is stat. What was Tom Hanks supporting? Oh, I guess uh, the, the, um, the Mr. Mr. Rogers movie. movie. Who was the lead? The journalist guy who was uh, interviewing Matt him. Rice. Yeah. Um, or Reese. And what was Anthony Hopkins in? Uh, two Popes. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, My friend's right. mom talked about it. She's yeah. Really so. Sorry, I'm going to go back. The uh, Paniolo is a, a half five for 48. For 48. Yeah. Uh, this is Connecticut Broadleaf over Mexican San Andreas, Binder, Dominican, and Nicaraguan fillers. Whew, tasty. That was the secret one that he sent uh, when, me, when Anthony when me and Anthony had it gotcha. or something. Maybe it was Luke Roundup or something. He had secret cigars. Uh, so, yeah, industry is weird. Weird things going on. I wanted to talk today a little bit about, and I, I'm realizing now I wanted to talk about, you know, we should have been smoking Maduro's, talk about it, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Maduro's and what a Maduro is. I feel like people get very confused. Do you want to save that for another one when we I could do the now, ones that we're doing it? Yeah. I mean, we'll cut this out, but do yeah. you want to just do it? I know, I know you're stuck in your head and you're ready to go, but. Let's talk about rappers in general. That's what I. Yeah, let's talk about rappers in general. Cigar rappers. Tupac. Don't know why I'm shouting. Dude, who are you? Who are you on the phone with before? Were you on a, a conference? Zoom. Assault. Were you on Zoom? No, it was something else called Join Me. I could hear you all the way from my desk. I, I, I had to shout because he couldn't hear me. It was weird. It wasn't Zoom. It Put was like your heads up, shout. Dude, it was weird. Oh, when I was waiting for him to come in, I guess it was called. So it was called Join Me. It was like the the app or the website okay. that you use. They like created their own like waiting music, we like this cool like groovy like song, and the guys like, "Where is the other party? Why are they always tardy? Join dot me, join dot me," <laughs> and they have all these things they're like, "Like, uh, are you still waiting here?" <laughs> it was See, it was great. It was that's like, the jingle we need for uh, right. Yeah. Can you write a jingle? No, Gregory asked me. I feel like out of everyone, you would pop out a jingle in five minutes. I mean, I you and Anthony pop out a jingle before we film Weekly Scar Roundup. Yeah, I can jingle, he can jangle. He can dangle. I can mingle, mangle. Can mangle. So cigar wrappers, or wrapper tobacco. A wrapper, in my mind, in terms of the overall cigar experience, is, is 
the most important. Now, it's not the most important structurally because it actually has very little to do with structure. You can smoke a cigar with just a filler and a binder. Right. Filler is obviously the inside. Binder is the strong leaf that's wrapped around that to hold everything together. And you can literally smoke a cigar with just binder. And in fact, that's how a lot of test blends are made because they want to see how it's going to... If you kind of know what you're going to get out of a wrapper, first you want to see how the filler and binder are going to react, and then you... It's interesting how that works. Yeah. It's very... very well, it, it's, it works that way for a reason. So wrapper tobacco is higher up on the tobacco plant generally. Um, the leaves are thicker. They're going to have uh, more nutrients going to them. They're going to get more sunlight as well. Um, they're going to have less like veins going on. They're gonna, also, they have to look better. They have to be right. more visually flawless. Um, a lot of bind, in fact, most binder tobacco is wrapper tobacco. Because right. of the strength, and not, right. not in terms of flavor, but in the strength in terms of like actual how strong the construction-wise it is. But maybe it had a few blemishes or maybe there's a hole in it or something that you're not going to make it into a wrapper. Right. Use it as a binder. But wrapper is really where you get 70% of your flavor from. And in my mind, the wrapper dictates, you know, if you're trying to, you know, obviously you should always try a cigar that you've never tried before to see if you like it. But when you get a little more experience and you kind of know what's going on, it's going to be able to dictate, like, do you think I'm going to like this? Or like, oh, I, can't, I really can't wait for that one because it has my favorite kind of wrapper on it. Uh, wrappers are grown in every major tobacco country. So, yeah, obviously you have the DR, Nicaragua, Honduras. Ecuador is a, a very big wrapper country. And uh, the U.S. are your major ones. You know, Puerto right. Rico, Brazil is, is, is creating some really great ones now. Um, but Ecuador is, has really come to the forefront of wrappers because they have the natural perfect conditions, nice and humid, also good a lot soil, of cloud, and a lot of cloud cover. Cloud. So you don't necessarily have to do. And it produces a, just a more robust, and that's why you're able to grow a lot of different kinds of tobacco in Ecuador. There's Habano, Corojo, there's Sumatra, there's Connecticut, you know, a bunch of right. different seeds. So all, all the seeds go to Ecuador. Oh, most of them, yeah. I'm waiting on a uh, on an Ecuador broadleaf. I don't know if anyone's made that yet, but I'm waiting. Like a Connecticut broad, like but when Connecticut be, seed, right? When Ecuadorian Connecticut be one or is no? It's the, the, the Ecuadorian the Connecticut seed from a Connecticut shade is grown and uh, different than broadleaf. How is it different in Connecticut? How's the Connecticut shade to the it's Connecticut broadleaf? They're two different seeds. Yeah, that's why you get two different kinds of. I mean, the, the, the fermentation I, process is also different. And how they're grown, but it's yeah, also two know. different. Yeah, it's also. Just I like didn't different. know there were two yeah. different seeds. Yeah, it's different. different I thought it was all just the same tobacco grown in Connecticut, and then they just fermented yeah, it a different way. It's different. I mean, it's definitely fermented differently, but if you just notice, just the the leaf in itself, when you go and you see, like uh, you you came with me, we went to the Drew Estate. The broad leaf tobacco, as it's growing, is just more. It's thicker. It's bigger. It's more robust. Okay. Um, the fermentation adds in the flavor and the color aspect right. and all that later on. Right. But yeah, it's, it's a different kind of tobacco. Um, that's why you have Pennsylvania Broadleaf and not Pennsylvania. They don't do like a Pennsylvania Connecticut shade. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the variety of, of tobacco, gotcha. not just the, the process. Uh, Dominican wrappers are probably among the most unique in that there was generations and years and years and years where people didn't think you can grow wrapper tobacco in the DR. They didn't think it had the right conditions. The tobacco is not going to grow high enough. There's no right. sunlight, the humidity, the soil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they kept telling this to Carlito Fuente. And then he said no. And he went out and he grew and made the first ever Dominican Puro. 
which was the Opus X. It's the first wrapper tobacco grown in the DR. Now, even though you see it more often now, a lot of Davidoff, some of the Caldwells have, you know, some of the, the Monies and Romeos right. will have a, 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 a Dominican wrapper. Still nowhere near as many as Ecuadorian or Nicaraguan or Connecticut. Right. I think the conditions in the DR are a little more difficult, but when you have a good Dominican-wrapped cigar with a really good wrapper, I mean, there's nothing in the world like it. Like I said, Opus, a lot of the Davidoffs use it. Well, I also wanted to go out on me. It also has, you know, more of a distinct flavor from, Nicar- mm. you know, the Nicaraguans and the, and the Connecticut Broadleafs, because I think Nicaraguan is where you get that, like, spice factor and yeah. where Connecticut Broadleaf is more of that, you know, richer, richer yeah. espresso. Uh, you'll, get a, you'll get a little pep out of, a, like, like the, the Rosado Dominican wrapper on the Opus. You get a little pepper, but it also has this uncanny nutty quality to it. Very nutty and... Do you think it's... Coffee, I mean, like light coffee, right. like coffee bean, not coffee coffee, right, right. coffee bean. And that, is that because, isn't DR a big, like, coffee country? Like, oh, it's Nicaragua. Nicaragua's huge in coffee. True. I'm just wondering, is it like, do they, did they happen to, like, is it just something with the soil? Like, sometimes they, they'll grow coffee and then they'll grow tobacco and then. So, uh, no, because they won't, they won't grow it in the same, in the same area. No? No. Okay. No, you, you have to give those fields time to rest. You can't be continuously growing something. Sometimes they, well, they it, would, right. depend, like for certain crops, I know the Native Americans used to grow like certain crops, they would interchange them during the season because it would, it would, like certain crops would actually like enrich the soil. Right. But in terms of, if you want consistency with, with cigar tobacco, you have to, you can't. No, you I got you. Tobacco right. then like grow corn for the, you know. For the no, I got you. Year. I'm just saying yeah. that like if they wanted to try a different, you know, technique no, but or it, something. It, there's, there's a variety of factors. Um, weather being a big one and, and weather obviously changes year to year. Um, sometimes if there's a bad drought or it's way too wet, you'll notice like either cigars aren't up to par or you don't get as many of them. Right. Um, so weather's definitely a factor. Um, who's growing it too? I mean, everyone kind of has their own style. You can go to five different cigar factories and fields and find five different ways of doing things. Some guys are very traditional. Some guys are very modern. Some guys are using satellite technology to see the hot areas and the right. best place to grow. And they're doing soil tests. Like space-like technology. Space, space shuttle technology. Uh, the guys from not not Oliva Cigars, but Oliva Tobacco in Nicaragua, they're like um, tobacco wholesalers. So like they have fields, and then they right. s- that's basically where everyone in Nicaragua gets their Equ- Ecuador tobacco from. So like AJ Perdomo, right. they all go to Oliva, the Oliva family. Um, they brought in like Israeli irrigation experts. You know, like oh, they can get water in the desert. And they came out and saw this like. I don't know, like fifty thousand dollar system to irrigate wow. their fields and everything, and it was like, oh, we're gonna make our money back. And this was three years ago, so it's probably probably in the in the black at this point. But yeah, the, the, all these things play a factor in it. F- fermenting, um, and again, who, who's doing it, and also like what you're trying to get out of it too. Sometimes you want. 90% I want 90% of an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper but I want it to be a little smoother like I want it to be a little stronger you're going to age it less you're going to age it more right. you know, so, switch it over in the, in the pilones right so fermenting is more getting it from the like Connecticut shade to the Maduro correct yeah I mean they, they but, ferment it differently they ferment it for much much longer right so they but, they basically put it in these stacks called the pilones um, and they, you know, in the, in the warehouse, and, like, they're big, and they're tons, and it's just tobacco laid on top of each other, and they'll rotate it a little bit, but it's basically the pressure and the heat caused from them being compacted together for so long 
is what gotcha. causes. And then you do it forever as long. So there's like a Colorado Maduro, which is like a little darker. There's your standard Maduro, your double Maduro, your Oscuro. Um, and what it does is it not only darkens the wrapper, but if you notice, the, um, and we, we, this is what we talked about before, is wrappers where you're getting a lot of your flavor, but you're getting most of your strength from the filler and binder. Wrappers on their own, particularly Maduro wrappers, less nicotine content than uh, Rosado or Ecuadorian Habano because as you age them in these polones and the heat and everything is fermenting right. them, um, it smoothens them out. It right. gets rid of a lot of the nicotine drink. It gets rid of a lot of the ammonia that's used yep. in the growing process. Um, a lot of times it gives it that signature sweetness, but not all Maduro necessarily have to be sweet. But it's, it's in that fermentation process where you get a smooth, very but very flavorful wrapper tobacco. Gotcha. Whereas something like Candela, which is green, they do like a flashy in the barns. Right. They don't, they don't, they're not putting it and stacking it in these, right. these polonies like that. So if you, because I went to the Unwrapped in Connecticut, which mm-hmm. is what Altidus' event is. So I guess that's where I was confused on the fermenting. So the fermenting process actually happens in the factory, not in the barns. And the barns are just drying them out to get there, them to there's, ship. There's some that goes on there, depending, but for, for anything But not long, as much. Well, for anything long-term, you don't have enough room in, in your barns. Gotcha. Anything long-term, like, like, like that kind of wrapper. Uh, I want to know more about it. I mean, I haven't been on a trip in a while. I would like to go again soon and kind of re-up on, on what I kind of remember and what, you know, what I've been told uh, and what I've been taught. But that's, that's the basic gist of it. Now, there's a, a ton of different ways to ferment. I mean, look at the CEO Amazon Basin and what they do when they tie it with the, these, these ropes. And right, got and this. the Hispaniola. Yeah, and then there's also stalk cutting for Maduros, which is... Like you know, it's, it's another very. It's not the fermentation process, but basically they, they cut it at the stalk and they like hang it in a certain way, so all the sugars and the right. richness kind of drips down, and you get it, you get it in there. Um, it's it's fascinating because I I wonder how much of this stuff was discovered 200 years ago or 300 years ago just by mistake, right? Or if somebody like, oh no, if by according to science, if we do this this way, this is going to happen, right? It's, it's like it, what Steve Saka kind of stuff. Do you think that ever happened? Before I, I think he I don't I can't remember exactly what he said when we interviewed him. I think maybe just through science and like, all right, if I if I do a then B should occur just naturally. Right. But if it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. Right. And it worked um, because if you think about it through just pure science, well, if, if this if the whole plant is getting the same amount of nutrients, but I'm getting rid of these lower ones, all that nutrients should go to these upper leaves. Right. So it makes sense from just yeah. a science perspective. Now, that could also totally like not be the case. You know right. what I mean? So, um, yeah, wrapper tobacco, definitely interesting. And there's there's phases it goes in. You know, I feel like broadleaf is is just kind of reaching its pinnacle. But I feel like the new one that's coming in is San Andreas. Right. And I feel like Brazilian is getting a lot a lot more uh, notoriety these days. I also think just the Nicaraguan tobacco is, is hitting a different peak as well. I mean, I know Padron's been doing it for so long, but... Yeah, it's going to start it, slowing down. Or is it just because people are finally getting it? No, it's, 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 gonna, it's been like a 10-year thing with Nicaraguans. Okay. It's going to start slowing down, and, you know, especially, you know, with, with, I'm, I'm not going to go into a whole climate change thing, but right. well, it's getting harder and harder to do it. Uh, obviously, new technologies are available, but 
if new companies keep popping up, it's going to be hard to try to be unique. Right. Um, but I think that's one of the beautiful things about Nicaragua right now is you have so many companies, and if you put them all in front of me, if you put a foundation, a Steve Saka, a Hoya de Nicaragua, a Drew Estate, a Roma Craft, and an Espinoza in front of me on Bandit, I might not be able to pinpoint exactly who's which is which. I might get close, but they're all vastly different. Right. They all have their own style, and yep. you're able to do that in Nicaragua. There's right. a lot of versatility. However... I'm not saying that there's not versatility in the DR, there obviously is, but a Dominican, Dominican, Connecticut wrapped cigar, a thousand companies make them and they all taste very similar. Right. Uh, now, with the introduction of Nicaragua into some of those blends, you're seeing a very cool uptick in the popularity of Connecticut wrapped cigars for the non Connecticut smoker. Case in point, the Hoya de Nicaragua, Antonio, Connecticut, the Henry right. Clay, the Sobre Mesa Brulee, the Hoya Numero Uno. Yep. These are, they, they have those signatures of the Connecticut, very smooth, mellow, and creamy, but with some, something added to it, a richness, a flavor boost, uh, a, a new style that's being used because by adding Nicaragua tobacco to these blends. Right. And this is something, like I said, 10 years ago when I got into this industry, mostly everything was... Any kind of Connecticut was Connecticut or, or Ecuadorian Connecticut, right. Dominican, Dominican, or maybe like maybe some old Mexican binder and then Dominican tobacco. And that's right. what it was. I came in a good time smoking Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Because really I was, I was rocking them for a couple months. They're a, they're a great, listen, they're, they're a great, it's a great tobacco. It's very neutral. Um, it gives you a lot of leeway. Um, I've never really had something like that's wrapped in. Uh, either a Connecticut shade or Ecuadorian Connecticut that was like god awful, or if anything, it was because of the blend or is because of the construction. But you know, I, you know, I've had Maduros and I've had Ecuadorian Habanos and I've had Corojos and Criollos and San Andreas that just tasted like diddly squat. Right. Um, but you don't really get that with a Connecticut shade or Ecuadorian Connecticut no. because they're so mellow and neutral right. that. It's just going to be smooth and creamy. There's not going right. to be any kind of harshness coming out. When you're working with something that's going to be a little more flavorful, you got to make sure you dial it in right because yep. you want those flavors to be perfect. And that's where the sizes really yeah, so, well, sizes also going to play, absolutely. Yeah. But you, you want to make sure that you age it properly. You want to make sure that's really going to work with your blend. Uh, and then you bringing up aging, now not saying factory aging, but when you purchase a cigar, like, could you just... Is there a vast difference between taking a Connecticut shade wrapper right out of the cellophane to a Connecticut broadleaf one? And would you rather hold a Connecticut broadleaf a little bit longer in a humidor than a Connecticut shade? It, it really I know it varies. On, it, it, depends but on, it depends on the person. That's the number right. one thing. If you're looking for... But you. I... This is where it even goes down another level. For me, it also depends upon... The cigar. So if it's something that Connecticut Broadleaf, and I'm like, uh, when, I, when I first smoke it, you can tell. I'm like, oh, this, this is going to be really good in six right. months. There's others that are like, this is perfect, ready to go now. I always say that about Padrones. Padrones are expensive. Right. 26 is one of my favorites, and they're in that 22 to $25 range. They're ready to go now. Right. You open that box and you smoke them right away. Not, I mean, not, not all in one day, but they're ready to smoke. All of them. Yeah. One day. Done. But, well, because, I mean, aging is another thing. When it comes to fuller body tobaccos, 
there's a shelf life. Right. I mean, it'll it'll be able to you'll be able to smoke it if you keep it right for 20 years. Like it'll well, be smokable. Just like you had the 90th, that was in that fridge and i didn't even know about it and i started two years ago so who knows how long ago that was i can't believe how well cut that was so that's that's why i'm wondering like how i'm what i would love for us to try one that was you know right out of the box we just got it no from them i would love to do that experiment and then do the one that we have in there i used to when i had less cigars i used to keep like an excel spreadsheet of when I got something, and I would put like how it was, you know, one month in, two months in, but right. I just have too many now to keep track. Right. I was thinking of doing that too. Yeah, it's that's, just, it's just becomes it's such impossible. A thing. Now, a Connecticut wrap cigar, the the beauty in aging it is, it can only get better. Right. Um. Scratch that. It, it, you're not going to totally ruin what it was supposed to be, because it's supposed to be a smooth, gotcha. mellow cigar. It's going to get smooth. It's going to get more mellow. Right. However, something like this, like, like the Opus X Lost City or like a Party Gets Black, after five, six years, it's going to start losing what it was supposed to be. And it's going to become gotcha. way too mellow, way too, not, not, nothing going to be way too smooth, but like way too mellow. It's going to lose a lot of its flavor, a lot of the intensity that made it. So special. no longer than two years, you'd say? I would say four, four or five for something that's very, like, you know. Four uh, or five years. Four or five years. Okay. So uh, uh, Jacob's Ladder Brimstone. Right. Four years. If you want to make that a little smoother and take a, take a little right. bit of the punch out of it, four years is perfect. Six, seven years, you're going to lose, yeah. lose what right. it was. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be basically a very mellow, sweet cigar. Right. Which you it's can gonna, go get now. Right. Which go is going to be kind of like a Connecticut in theory. Yeah, it, well, you can go get an Ash and Age Maduro, which, right. is, which is a mellow, sweet. Yep. I always, and this, is, this was my last thing on wrappers, is that everyone, oh, it's a dark wrapper, strong cigar. No, not at all. No. Nothing to do with, with strength. Again, I got to teach strength and flavor and body are vastly different. Right. Dark cigar means full flavor, rich flavor, intense flavor. Does not mean it's strong. Case in point, Charter Oak Maduro, yep. Ashton Age Maduro. Delicious. Romeo Reserva Real Maduro. Yep. The Onyx, still one of the most underrated cigars ever. These are full-bodied, rich slightly sweet cigars that have a very smooth strength profile, like, like, a, like a very mellow strength profile. They're not strong at all in terms of nicotine content. In terms of the punch you're going to get, ooh, ooh, right. very limited in that. So biggest, if you take anything away from this, dark does not mean strong. Dark means flavorful. And the darker the wrapper, generally the more flavorful right. it's going to be. Right. Now, this is just basic... Like me talking to you and some yeah. newbies. Obviously, if a Steve Saka were on here or a Carlito Fuente, he put me to shame with how he could explain this. But these are the basic yeah. tenements of uh, cigar. I, mean, I also think you don't put yourself up on a higher pedestal. No, I am. I'm. I'm not saying you're there, but I'm just saying I, you're. You know a lot more than you think. I mean, I think I know a lot, but I also think that no one knows everything about anything. This is true. There's, there's always somebody who's going to know more because somebody's been doing it more. Their family's been doing it more. I mean, I, there's never going to come a time I'm going to know more than Nestor Placencia. His family's been doing right. this for, for three generations. Right. I'm, I'm never going to know more than Liana Fuente. Her family's been doing this for 100 years. Right. So even though some guy might tell you a thing in the store, and that's what you've been saying for a couple of years, and you go meet someone who actually does it, like, no, that's not, that's not how it goes. Right. And that's, that's, the, that's any industry. And I, that's why I always say... 
I don't like being with somebody called, you know, you know, like, oh, you're an industry expert, aren't you? Like, no, I know a good amount about it, but there's, I know 20 people, I have their cell phone numbers who know a thousand times more than I do. And they have the numbers of 20 people who know more than they do. Right. You know, Nick Perdomo, one of the most knowledgeable tobacco guys in the world, has a guy who works for him who's 85 who he goes to for all his advice and, and, and all helps him with all his blends. It's like this old guy who worked, I can't remember, I think his name was Silvio, if I remember correctly. Very nice man, very smart, very friendly. But like he was like the guru. And then, like, he was like Nick Perdomo's guru. Nick Perdomo's got right. a guru? Who do I have? Me. Hmm. And me. Oh. Three Musketeers we are here. Ha ha. And Anthony is D'Artagnan. <laughs> so, yes, that is... That's my spiel on rappers. Um, always try something new. I didn't even get to. There's so many other rappers I didn't even get to. You know, you have San Andreas, you have your Cameroon, Costa Rican. But Maybe generally, we do a little uh, spot on the podcast about whatever cigar we're smoking and talk about that rapper a little bit. Okay. Little little podcast spot. Like behind the scenes. What do you whisper? Behind the beans, baked beans. Behind the beans, behind baked the beans. beans. I like beans. Oh, I haven't had beans in a while. Mm. Did you bring lunch? I did. Did you? Yeah, but I don't know. I got a uh, honey sriracha chicken. Oh. Mm. From where? My wife made it. Oh. Oh. Oh, Chris? Mm. Um, pasta with turkey meat, bolognese type dish. Everyone's about the bolognese all of a sudden. Bolognese. Everyone's always eating bolognese. My, uh. my friend Joe, I asked him, I'm like, what are you having for dinner? He's like, bolognese. I'm like, bolognese, meat sauce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much meat sauce, yeah. That's what uh, it's what a uh, Chef Boyardee was. Just, it was a bolognese. Delicious. It's a shame his name was. They butchered it. They added a Y. His name was Boyardee, and they threw a Y in there, and then a mac and cheese. <laughs> Once it's out. a Y, it's not reputable. Oh, his mac and cheese was good. Remember the mac and cheese? Little. No. He made a mac and cheese. Yeah, this is a Chef Boyardee mac and cheese. How those ever filled somebody up? Oh no way. I would I would eat at least ten to like for to be considered a meal. I only did it when I needed a lip. You would use the. I would eat one, so I get the, the juices flying for a lip. So, like, say, like, I just had a lip, and I'm like, oh, I really want another one, but it, you know, double, you know, how it just kind of mm-hmm. loses the second one. I'm like, eh, I'll just get a can of Chef Boyardee, eat that real quick, ready to go. Oh, I thought you would like use the can, no, the Chef no. can as like your spitter. No, no. Remember Hungry Man's? Yes, the brownie. Hungry Man's were good. My, see, my, my parents, they, they knew. They had got me like those. Remember the TV dinners with like the penguin um, and like a little, the little characters? Yeah, uh-huh. they yeah, shall they, have it. Yeah, those were nonsense. Yeah. By the time I was nine, I was woofing down like two Hungry Man's. The fried chicken ones were pretty good. The ribs? The ribs, ribs were Salisbury steak? So, I never did Salisbury steak. No. I don't like steak with like, st- except for cheese steak, I don't like steak with stuff on it. I like it's just a good steak. So you don't like steak oh, with like, like mushrooms on it? Or no, like no, no. A, I don't like steak with like a sauce. Like, uh, like it's not sauce. real steak. It's, gra- it's like ground meat in a patty form. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> so it's like a burger. Yeah, let's have a burger. Meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf. Mm. Somebody put on Facebook the other day, does anyone still make meatloaf? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. All the time. It's amazing. I don't know. I don't get. My wife doesn't a, like meatloaf. But it's a crispy burger. That's all it is. It's a burger really with is. crispiness. And you can put bacon on top. Making meatloaf tonight for dinner. Ooh. Barbecue sauce? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to go for that, and I got the... You got no? Got yeah. denied. Your fiance doesn't like uh, bacon? No, she does, but one, like... One weekend, he's getting denied all over. Meat on meat. Bacon? Meat on meat, you know? Yeah, well... My mom used to sneak spinach into it, so we got our vegetables. Nice. Which, like, I'm like, all right, I understood when I was five, but I go over there now, like, I'm 30. 
I'll just eat the spinach. Stop putting it in the meatloaf. Do you think it makes it better or worse? She's like, oh, and it makes it like moist in the middle. I'm like, no, it doesn't. All the water from the spinach. But like, it's fine in the middle. What kind of what's what's the ratio of meat to fat? And so much ketchup. Eighty five fifteen. She puts like in a a big meatloaf. She'll put like a bag and a half of spinach. Yeah, I know what the meat. The um, oh, and it's like mostly meat. It's like ninety percent meat. Oh, anymore. like is it ninety ten? Is it eighty five? Oh, I don't, know, I don't know what grade she's using. Oh, you gotta know the grade. Yeah, I, I wasn't that involved when I was ten years old. No, I'm saying now. I don't. I go over there, it's just made. I don't. No, I don't just ask. What the what what is it? What is it? Oh, I don't even want to ask because it's probably gonna be some. Stu- oh, I got this. You know, some all natural cow that was you know raised well, and they sat in a chair good for her. and they petted the udders. I mean, I, got the I'm meat. too cheap to pay for that stuff. My wife wants to go all that grass fed crap. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. Though. I've had some. Uh, I don't know if I just get in the wrong kind. I gotta go to a butcher. Wegman steaks are fantastic. Yeah, I you know. gotta watch out because the all organic ones—they taste the exact same and they're like five hours more. No, if I'm gonna go organic, I'd go grass-fed. From there's a Wegman's right by my new place. Nice. Took, took us an hour. That place is—it's yeah. hard to—it's hard to navigate. Yeah. Oh, I know this one will be back in my hand. I know, but <laughs> in the beginning, it's just here. <laughs> yeah, it's, like when it's yeah. lost because it's like I'm gonna put the freezer section in the middle of the store. That doesn't make any sense. Also, look out because they have like they'll have like three aisles that say like crackers and snacks and everything. That's not the real crackers and snacks aisle. That's the organic crackers uh, and okay, snacks yeah. aisle. You want to go to the regular That's crackers. Organic stuff's like my kryptonite, so I don't. Really no, but it's 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 all like knockoffs of good stuff, yeah. but it's like five hours more a box for like all organic cheese squares, which is like I'm gonna go get cheese its for two, for two bucks. I'm gonna get you cheese squares with some lady doing yoga on the box. I want cheese its and no none of this white cheddar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want straight where the up. Cheese are taking, where the cheese are you know saying jokes, cheesy jokes. I want that. There you go, Chris. Those commercials now. All right. Was that a commercial? Yeah, like where the, the, cheese the roll of cheese is saying oh, a joke yeah, and it's not yeah, cheesy yeah. enough. Yeah, it's not mature and matured enough. Every time I start working out, I just, I guess because I like cut salt and like a lot of carbs right. out, I just crave cheese. It's it's the oh, only it's geez, the only one. It's geez, the only thing I crave. Cheese its are so good. It's the only. I just crave like a. I used to have a box of cheese its in my desk. I eat it all the time. Cutting salt. I try, I mean, I don't just don't eat a lot of crappy sh- stuff anymore. So like, there's not a lot of stuff I'm putting salt on. You know, I'm not eating processed foods. I'm not eating fast gotcha. food. You know, I'm just eating regular, you know, I'm, I'm making chicken. Well, last night I made the chicken thighs. Got a nice, nice and crispy little garlic butter sauce that there I made. There you go. With, uh, with some potatoes. Nice. You make stuff flavorful enough. You know, you put a dash of salt and corn in the recipe. Oh, well, of you course. Gotta go you got to salt something. Exactly. Speaking of which, I'm really hungry now. So we yeah, should me start, too. Start wrapping uh, obviously, we have, time hasn't changed. We're just, we're just I'm really pod- shocked that stayed up there. We're doing a podcast in the freaking Twilight Zone. Yeah, Inception. <laughs> oh, we're done. Okay. So, <laughs> everybody. All right. Everyone, have a good Friday. Uh, oh, no, not yet. That's, after, that's uh, after Lent. It's a good Friday. Oh. Have a Friday good? Yeah. Have an, have an average Friday, but make it better. Have a better Friday. Yeah. And uh, for any Friday. questions, comments, uh, let us know. And... Uh, you have a great weekend. Oh, really quick. We had to change oh. up our descriptions on the YouTube page a little bit. Yes. Uh, just, you know, guidelines and community rules from YouTube. So um, we're going to be connecting a lot of our informative videos and our top buys and everything to our blog. But anything that you might have wanted to search through, all the links will be available through the so blog. So any product that's within the video will be in that blog. Mm-hmm. So for you to check out anything on our website, just click on our, the link in, in there and then it'll take you over there. All right. Over there and there. Over here, over there. 
and have a good night. And take it, take a time. Take, take time. A Tums? Yeah, I have Tums. Uh, yes. Oh, nice. The spearmint ones. Yeah, never mind. All right. All right.